Welcome to the Sugar Coated Dreams podcast. If you've ever daydreamed about running your very own baking business, then you're in the right place. I'm Lauren, the cheerful baker, and I'll be your guide on this delightful journey where sugar, passion, and entrepreneurship collide. In each episode, we'll chat with talented bakers, entrepreneurs, and cookie decorators who have transformed their passions into something truly magical. Whether you're a seasoned baker or just starting out, this podcast is for you. We'll uncover the secret behind successful baking businesses, share tips and tricks to help you level up your skills, and unravel the stories of those who've created thriving careers in the baking industry. Plus, I have an exciting announcement for all of our listeners. Introducing the Cheerful Box, a monthly subscription that brings joy and inspiration to your doorstep. Each box is carefully curated and filled with items to enhance your baking experience. Inside, you'll find a surprise collection of unique cookie cutters, clip art, and a stencil, plus an exclusive link to my online cookie decorating class. It's the perfect way to indulge your passion for baking and take your skills to new heights. So after you listen to this episode, be sure to check out the Cheerful Box. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to receive a monthly dose of baking magic delivered right to your door. Visit our website and subscribe today. Now grab your cup of coffee and let's get ready for this week's episode. Hello, welcome to the Sugar Coated Dreams podcast. Today is a special day because we have another Kentucky girl. Y'all notice my Kentucky earrings? (laughs) Kentucky's in the house. We have another Kentucky girl, Krista Ford from the Domestic Cookie. And I'm so excited for you all to get to know Krista. She's super sweet. She has the best personality and she's very talented. Krista, we'll just get right on into it. How about it? All right. (laughs) So tell everybody what your job is, what your business is. I make the super cute baking teas. (laughs) They are super cute. Thank you. And how did you get started doing that? I'm going to back you up just a little bit and go before baking ever came into play. Sure. So before I had my middle child, I had an apparel company that was geared towards moms. And then being super pregnant and the market being super saturated and not really fighting to keep my business going, I closed that down. Yes. Um, I also went to high school for like fashion marketing and design. So fashion and apparel has kind of always been there since a young age. So fast forward, I had my middle son close that business down. And then after I had him, he was about six months old. And I was like, I'm really bored. (laughs) Um, So that's when cookies came into play. And then one day while I was decorating cookies, just a couple months in, I was like, I need cute, I need cute shirts. I need something that makes me feel good. That kind of says like cookies or I'm a cookie or something fun. And I just couldn't find that on the market. I think there was one other apparel company that I, I think it's no longer that was making teas. And I was like, there's just something that I know that I want that I don't see. So I knew that I needed to create that. And 
girls in my cookie swap group were like, go for it. I literally jumped in and it just took off. So that's the backstory to where I came from and how it got started. <laughs> my degree is in clothing and textiles. And I, isn't that neat? That's so great. I love it. <laughs> yes. And so I had intended to be, I never wanted to work in retail. I wanted to do the designs for the stores. I wanted to set up all the displays until I found out how much they got paid. And then I thought, I don't know that I want to do that because there's yeah. not a lot of money in that. So there was a time that I thought a long time ago, I'm going to come up with my own something, t-shirts, handbags, to really use this creativity and these skills that I have, but I never did it. So <laughs> I'm proud of you that you did it. So how did you you said in high school you were interested in art and design mm -hmm. and then you started with your your apparel for moms yes so that started probably I want to say it was 2013 that I started okay. that so about 10 years ago is when I put my foot in the door and really started like trying to figure out where I source my garments, how I even create a design because <clears throat> in school, they don't really teach you graphic design and stuff that goes into creating all of your graphics and your design concepts. So they teach you like, here's a dress form you can sew, but that's not what yes. I wanted. That's not the part I wanted. Right. I started all of the research, where to source my garments, how to even design. And let me tell you what, I did it probably the worst way. I had one of the, I still have it. My old faithful was one of the silhouette machines that like cuts vinyl. So I had that for years to do crafts and cups and stuff. So I just used like their little design space program and was like, okay, I'm just going to put some words in here and figure out how to do it. So I started with that. And that's how I originally designed all of my stuff. I can't draw worth a lick. You're going to get stick figures. <laughs> so luckily Canva came along a while back and then I was able to buy different elements through like creators on Etsy and different websites and stuff like that. So that helped. I was able to buy elements and kind of group them together. Um, but yeah, so I go that route now and then use Canva to help piece things together. I also use Procreate and draw some. I draw some, but not a lot just because I'm not super great at it. Aren't we thankful, Krista, for Etsy? Because I can't draw. Now, I could, I can copy anything. So, for instance, these <clears throat> paintings behind me, I looked at that and painted one for my mom. I didn't sell it because I wouldn't do right. that. But it, right. So, I can do that. I can copy something. But to just sit down and draw something, I, I can't do it. I'm like you. I do yeah. not have that skill. So I do the same thing that you do for the t-shirts for my cookie cutters. I buy clip art from Etsy. I make sure that I have the agreement from the artist to right. sell it. And then I go into Procreate and change it around if I need to or Canva. And I'm like, thank goodness, because yeah. everybody has their different skills. And some people couldn't do what you do. They can't take the different elements and add them together to make something cute. Right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, That's an, another big thing is I also I love it. I love Etsy and I love being able to do that and like finding things on the website. But I also hate it because I'm like, 
what if another creator does the same thing? So a lot of times I buy them and then I do change them, but at least I've purchased that. I have the license to use it and I can yes. still change it. Yes. Because I that. So that's really big for me. Yes. I used to think about that too, Krista, but now I don't worry about it anymore because most people buy things from creators that they have a relationship with or know. So even if you see, even if I saw somebody else with the same t-shirt, I would still buy it from you. Thanks. And another thing that I noticed that you are so good at talking about sales and buying things from people, you are so good at social media. You Thank are you. so good at putting your face out there and doing fun things and telling people, showing your behind the scenes and I love that because it makes me feel like I know you. Like when I see you down, is it in your basement that you're folding the t-shirts? Usually we won't talk about where I am right now at the moment, <laughs> but it is usually in the basement. We're finishing the basement. So we are building it out right now. The walls are up. It's getting painted this weekend. And then we're going to start on floors. Finally, it's only been like a three month stop in the middle, but um, I think it's very important aside from that basement part to show your face. Yes. So on that topic, I like to tell bakers all the time, I may not bake cookies for other people anymore. I still bake them for my kids here and there, but I think it's super important to show your face and like, just be real. And that's what I tell people. I used to make sure that my hair was perfect all the time and I was perfectly put together. And then I realized like, I would get on my stories and I'm like, Hey guys, I'm dying today, <laughs> but I just keep it real and a lot of bakers actually say to me, thank you for being so real. Yes. I haven't met you in person yet. I haven't gotten to hug you at cookie con or something, but I just keep it real. Some days there are really great days and Instagram is a highlight reel. So you'll see my really great days, but in stories, I like to just show today I'm struggling. I'm not going to ship anything. Take the time you need take care of your family. Family comes first. So if you're having a bad day in business, don't feel bad that you have to take care of your family, put it to the side. Yes. Um, so I just make sure on social media to make everybody aware of that. I might look like a highlight reel, but there are some days that I am just not there and everything is falling apart. We're all like that, Krista. Yeah. And a friend of mine asked me one time, she said, what are you going to do when your cookie business gets so big that you have to move out of your house? I'm like, I don't want to move out of my house. I love being in my house, but I also like a little bit of separation between my business and my house. My husband works from home and I enjoy being here with him and I just like being at home, but we're in the middle of doing a little bit of a remodel too. And it's nice to be able to go in one side of the house and not have stuff and go in the other side of the house and get my work done. <laughs> I know. I'm but, so happy for the day when the office is done. <laughs> yes. So how many kids do you have? I have three boys. And then five. You're busy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, that's why I dropped mine off somewhere else this morning, so we could have this lovely conversation. <laughs> so you're obviously a very creative person. Do you notice that within your children? Very much, very much. Sometimes I'm like, wow, wow. <laughs> In what way? Like, how are they creative? So my middle one, he's actually on the spectrum. So we had him screened last year and we found out because he was very delayed in speech. Uh -huh. But he was 
very creative as far as drawing and painting and coloring, but he couldn't verbalize like what he was doing. So we had mm-hmm. him screened and he was in speech and now he is so verbal and he verbalizes how he feels and like what he's doing, which is really super cool. And now he explains to us like what he's drawing and what it is and what it does. Like, so some kids just draw pictures and he's mommy, this is a, and it does this and it's going to go somewhere. And then we're going to do that. So he takes his creativeness to like whole nother levels. And I'm just like, (laughs) that's amazing. It's going to do what? Yeah. My little one, he's still little. He just follows brother's footsteps and throws things everywhere. So (laughs) creativeness with him. I'm not really sure yet. But yeah, my middle one is super, super creative. My teenager, he's a teenager. He's a hermit right now, or he's not a hermit. He's like at all the games and school's going to start. But yeah, he's he's fun too. So were you creative when you were little? Were you drawing? Um, and I was little. Absolutely not. I was actually a dancer. I grew up two and a half to even in my adulthood was still dancing. Yeah. So what type of dance? Ballet, tap, jazz, acro, hip hop, lyrical, all of them under the sun. Yeah. I was classically trained ballet dancer and did all of the other things as well. So Krista, you need to get on there and do all those TikTok dances. (laughs) I've thought about it. I've done a few here and there and I'm like, I can't show these people that. They'll be like, what are you doing, girl? (laughs) You can. So I'm a terror. I have no rhythm Krista Nunn and when I was little my mom one of my mom's best friends was a ballet teacher so she she enrolled me in ballet and I think I lasted a couple months and I tried to learn a TikTok dance a couple weeks ago there was this one Mrs. Mazel something and you kicked your legs and it just makes me happy and I thought I'm gonna learn that and I'm gonna embarrass my kids and put that on Instagram and as soon as this arm had to go this way and this arm had to go this way my brain I can't do it (laughs) (laughs) yeah I watch some of them and I'm just like I could totally do that and then I'm like I don't know about it (laughs) you need to do it you need to do it Do you still dance in any capacity? I haven't in a few years. Actually, a few years back, I went and learned an adult dance and did a recital with my dance studio that I grew up with, which was really fun. But it's been a few years since. I've actually thought about it. I'm like, I wonder if there's any studios close that have an adult hip hop class or an adult jazz class, because I would love to do it. I would love to. We're not that far away from each other. So if you find one, I might have to take a little road trip. There you go. Some entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> so you said whenever you first started, you made apparel for moms and mm-hmm. then you felt like that was a saturated market and you were very, very pregnant. So how did you start decorating cookies? Just got lucky that I had a friend who was a cookie decorator. So it was Jess at JC Cookie Co. Um, uh-huh. She was an amazing cookie, or still is, but she's also now a nurse practitioner. So she's focused on that. But I was like, oh my gosh, I think I could do that. I'm creative and I did crafts and stuff before that. So I was like, surely I could figure this out. Um, so I went and bought all the things. I bought a projector. I bought cookie cutters, found a recipe and just 
tried. I would say I wasn't half bad when I first started. And then since I had all the tools, yes, pretty successful and it took off really fast. So that was really interesting. I just thought I need something to do to keep myself busy with a six month old and was super inspired by Jess. And that's what I did. So it was fun. I loved it. I ended up building out a cookie room and our extra bedroom and all the things. And then that's when the t-shirt design popped in my head and cookies were pretty much pushed to the back burner. Once my first sale happened that week, I think I got 14 sales. And then in the first month there was like 27. And then the next month I added everything on Etsy instead of just like Instagram. And it just took off and I was instantly like, Oh my God, what do I do? How do I make sure all of this happens? So it was, a very quick learning process for sure. That's great. Here's how I am, Krista. I have this idea and I just do it. It yeah. pops into my brain. I do it. And then I figure out the kinks later. Yeah, Are you like absolutely. that? That's me. My husband's like, but what if, and I'm like, I guess we'll figure it out when we get there. Get me, be ready to help me. <laughs> I know that's such an entrepreneurial spirit though. Someone who just says, I'm going to do it and we'll just figure it out later. And so in this podcast, my goal is for people to be inspired to maybe start their own businesses because a lot of people are afraid. They feel like everything has to be perfect, right? This all has to be perfect before I start and then they never start. And so I hope that people that are listening will be inspired by people like you and other podcast guests and think, man, if she did it, maybe I could do it too. Absolutely. It's just like in life when they're like, oh, whenever we're financially ready or whenever we're ready, we'll have kids. I'm like, you're never going to be ready. Right. <laughs> Let me just tell you, you just have to do it and then you have to figure it out as you go along. The way that I find my creativity is being outside. Um, it calms me down because I, I move. I'm a squirrel. I move from this thing to that thing all the time. So mowing and yard work for me kind of makes me my brain calmed down enough to think about what I want to create next. So what does that for you? I would say reading. If I can be on the back porch and pick up a book and kind of make my mind get away from all of the business, Uh I focus on something else. Then once I'm done and close that book, I can stand up and I'm like, all right, my brain is clear. Now, what do I want to do? Where do I need to start? Where do I need to go? I should probably go read because I've got some things I need to do. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, that's um, great. Yeah. yeah you have a favorite book? So far, I think my favorite book is Verity by Colleen Hoover. It's but a crazy twist. It does. Uh, I love I to love read also. Yeah. I do most of my reading by listening now. I listen to um, podcasts and books on tape, but oh, there's nothing like a good book to get you out of life and make you feel like you're on vacation. In right, your own exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to think, see, I don't, I couldn't tell you what my favorite book is because I can't remember. I have a memory like this short, so I can read a book and then a couple of years later, I'll pick it back up and I'll be like, this is a really good book. And Stacey will say, Lauren, you've read that. Yeah that's my whole bookshelf. I'm like, I can't get rid of these because I pick them up and I'm like, I know I've read this. It's on my red shelf, but I'm like, what exactly happens? But I'm like, I know if I keep them that they're good books. So like when I cycle through all my Colleen Hoover's that I have on my shelf that I haven't read, I'll just go back and pick up another book because I'm the same. Yes. I'm like, what? I mean, if it's not that important that it's not there, it's gone. 
I've cleared it out for all the other things that I need space for. Yes. I think that's a common theme with the entrepreneurs that I've talked to. I think we all have ADHD because our brains are constantly thinking about what is next. (laughs) Maybe that's a requirement. We'll have to do a poll like in a year. For sure. Absolutely. (laughs) So tell me about your sourcing because that is hard. I know years ago I designed a handbag that was a beach bag that had all these little compartments. It was going to be really, it was a cool idea, but gosh, when I went to source who was where I was going to get the fabrics and who was going to make them and the colors, I felt like my brain was going to explode. So how did you figure that out? Cause that is not easy. Lots and lots of research, lots of sample purchasing. So speaking of, I'm actually working on something right now and it's a big project and it's not like my normal t-shirt. So I'm actually working with manufacturers of fabric, waiting on some samples of what I'm trying to get manufactured, but it's hard because you have to send over what you want. You have to know measurements of what you want. And then now it's just like praying and hoping that when they come in, it's like exactly what you want and that measurements are correct and that the fit is good and then the feel is good. But lots and lots of time and research. I know a couple years ago, I've had some people reach out and just be like, where do you get your shirts? Who prints your shirts? And I'm just like, I really love you and I hate to be a gatekeeper, but it's like, I have put so much time and blood, sweat and tears and research in. I'm like, you just, you're going to have to research. Plus what I do is not going to work for everybody else. Um, Like every cook year's process is different. Right. You might think it's the same, but everybody does something different. So it's like, you have to do the research. You have to figure out what works for you. And you have to be willing to put the time in because yes, it takes a lot. It does. And there's something about blood, sweat, and tears. It makes you really feel proud. Good things do not come easily. And people these days, so many people just want the easy way out. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing when you try and do something yourself, what you learn along the way that you, you learn things that you didn't know that you didn't know. Right. So (laughs) that's awesome. (laughs) I'm excited to find out. I want to know what you're working on. Uh, Is it, but if it's a secret, it's okay. When can we expect to know this big secret, Krista? (laughs) I'm hoping in the next month or two, it's going to be pushing it because I'm hoping to have it for Christmas time. I'm hoping that the items that I'm working on are done and we can get them in time for Christmas. So exciting. I I feel like I've gotten like a scoop. (laughs) What about the way that you sell your apparel? Do you have a website? Do you do it on Etsy? How do you do that? I do have a website. So originally I started with just like a little square store because I just was making a few shirts and thought, just my friends will want them. And then very quickly within two weeks realized, okay, I need something else. So then I moved to Etsy and I was on Etsy for maybe a year, maybe not even. Etsy was great. I loved it because they promoted your listings and they were marketing for you. But the fees got to be really crazy for somebody who is a small business. 
these, they're everywhere. So totally right. But then I moved over to my own website. So it's the domesticcookie.com. Um, uh -huh. And that's where we do everything ourselves, all of the listings, all of changing the website. I do have a website girl. So if I ever need anything like crazy, I can just think, can you code that for me? Because that is not something I do. Yes. Tech technology is not my thing. <laughs> We've talked about this. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I have a website and it's great because I have things listed by collections. You can shop by size, but if it's not in stock, it'll still show you what products we have in that size. But yeah, you can shop a lot of different ways there. And it's a super easy way to check out. Like it's, it, it's great. I love it. So how often do you come out with new designs? So I used to do like a weekly launch every single week I was launching um, uh -huh. with having our youngest now be a terrible tornado of a two-year-old <laughs> that has scaled back a lot. But right now we're in the thick of holiday season. So we had a Halloween launch last Friday. Tomorrow we have another launch. And we might have two more. We definitely have one more. It really just depends on how much time I get to create. And being a mom, that's hard right now. The season that we're in is a little more difficult. So do you manufacture the t-shirts also? So most of them, I have a screen printer that will print for me. Oh, um, that's nice. I was screen printing all the single colors myself, but the... The number of garments that I sell and the amount of orders that come in, I just could not keep up. Good for you, Krista. <laughs> it's a good problem to have. I really wanted to. I really loved it. I, it was very therapeutic. It was almost like cookie decorating, just pressing each shirt. But yeah, our just the number of orders that we have, I just couldn't keep up. So I do have a screen printer. Uh-huh. And then some of our designs are like professionally press transfers, which are still screen print ink, just pressed to the garments. And sometimes I will do those myself. Sometimes I just have my printer do them, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't have time to do all that because I have to get them in. I have to fold them. I have to check for irregularities and then get them packaged and shipped. And that's a lot on its own as well as making listings. I might actually be hiring a, an assistant to do all of making listings, changing the website, answering emails. I had one at one point. I also had an employee at one point that was helping me package, but it's just me right now. So it's a little crazy. <laughs> it is. I'm right there with you. So my son, my youngest son is 17 and he and his friends always help me pack up my subscription boxes. He's super, super helpful, right. but he has an official job now. So um, I say, Joshua, can you help me? Mom, I have to, mom, I have to go to work. He's yeah, not my baby anymore. He's mom got this big, work. yeah, mom, we're going to go to work. He's got this big old deep voice. He's turning into a man. So now I'm right there with you. I think I've got to, I've got to get some help because when you're a small business owner, it's fantastic because you have a lot of flexibility and a lot of freedom, but you also have to know how to be a marketer and how to be a designer and how to be a customer service person and <laughs> everybody you have to be everything for everybody you do and a mom and a and wife a mom. And <laughs> yeah oh yeah and a wife I forgot. poor <laughs> husband that too 
but I'm proud of you that you, like you said, I'm not great at technology. So you put that over on somebody because that is a hard thing. I think as a small business owner, because it becomes your baby, you build it from this small thing to something bigger. And then you think, Oh, I got to let this go and trust somebody else to do it. And if you're like me, that's hard. I hate letting things go because another thing is I'm very OCD. Like I am, it's got to be very particular this way. And if it's not done, then I'm like, ah, like that's not how I wanted it done. I should just done it myself. But yeah, you have to, you have to learn to let go. I said that a million times too, to my bakers. I'm just like, they're like, how do you do it all? How do you keep your stuff organized? How do you do it all? And I'm like, I don't, I will lie right now. I'm going to say I do it all right now. I do have a teenager that helps me. My husband will jump in and help me too. But one of the big things is like, I'm like, ask for help. Yes. Let something go. If your husband can sticker your, your bags for your cookies, if they can print stickers that you need, if they can wash your cookie sheets, your baking sheets, wash your cookie cutters without putting them in the dishwasher. Okay. <laughs> um, put those things off. Ask for help. Like you have to, you cannot do it all. Even when you think you can. Yes. We are not super. We might make it look like that on social media, but there's yeah, always hope behind the scenes. Even if you are a one man show, like you just have to. Yes. Like I think I was telling you before the podcast and then during the podcast that everywhere in my house was cookie cutters. Every room I had taken the shelves in my family room and I'd put boxes of plastic cookie cutters because I didn't know what else to do with them. And one day I'm looking around and I thought this has got to change because what I was doing is I was working from the minute I got up until the minute I went to sleep because everywhere I looked, there was something that reminded me of something that I needed to do. So one day I thought I'm going to do, I'm going to just move everything around and I'm going to re I'm going to just make a dedicated cookie space. And I worked on it for about an hour. And then I realized I can't do this. This is not, I am not the organizer. This is not the way my brain works. And so I made a phone call and hired someone to come in and do that for me. And I'm telling you, until she came, I thought, what am I doing? Why am I spending this money? Surely I can do this. And after she left, I thought, this is the best money I could have it ever spent. Every penny. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I not only do I not have time to do everything, but I'm not good at everything. <laughs> so that's where I'm at right now. So obviously we're finishing the basement for the office, which we've been doing for months. And once we got the walls up, we've just been at a standstill. What am I not good at? What do I hate doing? Painting, painting. I hate it. So we're actually having that done for us. We're paying somebody to come paint this weekend. We painted our son's room so we could put his floors down and get him moved before school starts. But I'm like, somebody's got to come in and paint because I'm not going to do it. And it's going to sit here until I die. (laughs) And now my whole office is taking over. It's literally my whole living room. So we have to get it done because I want my life back. Yes. That's the best. That's the best part. Like I loved having my office in the basement, but we also need to finish it so I can have a success, successful and clean and organized workspace because this is not it. This is, I wake up and I'm like, I got to do something. Oh, you want breakfast? Hold on. Let me finish. It's like, I got to get out of here because it's just 
it's running my life. <laughs> That's exactly how my kids would come in and want to have have something to eat but everywhere you looked in the kitchen was cookie stuff and I'm like yeah. I, I can't help you I can't help you <laughs> there's, no, there's no room yeah go get something to eat down mm -hmm. at wherever and I thought right. oh, I can't I just can't do this anymore I have a question for you okay. <laughs> building a brand requires a unique identity so if someone someone were to ask you what are your t-shirts all about what is your brand so for me, for instance, I create really fun designs. My cookies and cookie cutters are happy, fun things. That's just what my brand is because that's my personality. So what would you say the domestic cookie apparel? What's your brand identity? I'm similar. I love fun, like quirky designs, but I also, my apparel, it's my little tagline is spreading sweetness one tea at a time. So, so cute. I like to keep them sweet and fun. I also have some, some spicy ones for saucy. my, <laughs> yeah, they're a little saucy, but I really, the thing that I really love and that I like to say about my brand is that it's for bakers to make them feel loved, celebrated, and just encouraged and comfortable at the same time. So you can get a tea anywhere, but I'm going to keep you comfortable you're going to love what it says. It's going to make you feel successful in what you do. And I don't want to go to work in just a random t-shirt. So right. when I, I have my brand on right now, it just has my brand name, but daily I'm wearing a baking t-shirt and I love when people are like, what's your shirt for? And then yes. you can explain it and people are like, that makes sense. Like, I love that. It's also just the best walking billboard. Yes. Um, it's the best walking billboard you can do for your business Absolutely. because almost every time I wear any type of baking apparel, someone will say, oh, what do you do? Or I, it just opens up conversations. Absolutely. It, because you're not some, nobody's going to just walk up to me and say, oh, do you make cookies for a living? And I'm not going to just walk up to say and say that to somebody because that's just weird. But when you yeah. have on a t-shirt or a hat or something that, shows what you do, it really can open up a great conversation. Yes, absolutely. Always carry your business cards when you're wearing your baking tees. <laughs> yes. And you probably Always. can use that as a tax write-off, a business tax write-off. At first, I didn't think you could. People are like, you can't write off t-shirts. And I talked with a few tax professionals. I'm like, look, like literally the uniform, literally buying it for people to wear at their events or their pop-ups or and it's literally, it can be written off as marketing. Definitely text, talk to your tax professional and make sure that they have it done the correct way. But yeah, at first I thought you couldn't do it, but a few tax professionals I've talked to said, absolutely. It is part of your uniform. It is your branding. It is your business. So I'm like, whatever they say, I'm just here making t-shirts. I don't do taxes. <laughs> don't shoot the messenger. That's what I've been told. <laughs> But I've been told the same thing. So, right. you know, like, we'll just put this out there. We're not tax professionals, but yeah. be sure you ask because there's all kinds of things that you don't realize right. that you can write off when you have an in-home business. Absolutely. And, and that's a wonderful thing. So where else can we find you on social media besides, are you on TikTok? You need to start doing your dancing on TikTok. Okay, I am on TikTok, <laughs> but I don't post much. I'm still trying to figure TikTok out. Like Instagram's a lot already. So I'm like, do I take this on? But I am on there. 
Uh-huh. Get your 15-year-old to help you with TikTok. Yeah, I should. I'm sure he's over there Snapchatting and whatever else, and I don't know. But yeah, I am on there. I think I did a reel recently. It was the one where it was like how I think I look when I'm decorating cookies or baking. It's like beautiful. And it's like how I actually look. And it's like the man. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most recent one I did. I'm goofy. I'm goofy. But I think that's what people like. I'm like, I'm, I've been raised in a goofy family. So if there's a goofy, funny reel that's super relatable, I'm going to do it. Like, that's, yes. you'll find me there. So I'm not bad at reels. Pretty good at those when I make time and make them. But you'll, yes. you'll most likely find me in a goofy reel than a serious reel. That's good. You know what? Another thing I really like about you, Krista, when I met you, you were at CookieCon and I thought that you had a booth there and that you were selling things, but oh no, you were just giving stuff away. I thought this girl's awesome. And you weren't just giving away a few things. You gave away a ton of stuff. That was so nice of you. Thank you. I did. I gave away a ton of stuff. I really wanted to have a booth, but it just was not, it wasn't in the cards. And honestly, I didn't think we were going to go to Orlando, but here we are going to have a booth in Orlando. Oh, good. I don't know where our kids are just going to miss school and we're going to go have fun. For you. Yeah, I love, that's, I love to spoil my bakers. I don't know. I just have a soft spot for everybody. And since I couldn't go and one of my big things is I like to give back to charities throughout the year. And last year was a weird year. So we didn't do as much as I wanted to. So I was like, you know what? I didn't give back to what I wanted to. And that gave me the opportunity to give back to my bakers who are constantly just supporting my business and constantly showing up for me and constantly lifting me up on those days when I'm having bad days yeah. when they are, have their own things to worry about. And I was like, this is my opportunity. So I was like, I'm going to give back. And I had my little cookie cart and my car was full and I kept refilling it and I just spoiled everybody. That's just what that I was. Oh, that was so nice. Don't we have the bet? The cookie community is the best. I love it. I People love it. Are so nice and supportive and I think we're very fortunate now do you sell apparel for you sell apparel for bakers in general right cake right. makers yes macaron the majority, artists. The majority is cookies just because that's where I started and that's what I know in my heart <clears throat> but we do have cakes cake pops cupcakes stuff like that yes um, um, of course, they don't sell quite as much as the cookies do. The cookie world, this is the cookie crew. This, these are yeah. my cookies. So those are obviously the best sellers. But yeah, yes. I offer a lot of times. Now I've been doing a lot that say baker in different formats and styles. Just because everybody can wear them instead of just cookies. Some people right. are, like, are you going to do anything other than cookies? Like people who do cheesecakes and pies. And I'm like, I don't think that I'm going to branch out and really do cheesecakes and pies because you'll be the only person that buys it. We do Baker. It's really great because it opens that floor for everybody to be able to feel included and celebrated yes. and loved. And so that's what I've been doing lately. Good. Okay. You ready for the speed round? Oh God. Okay. <laughs> so do you have a favorite cookbook? I like the Magnolia, the first one. I've been trying recipes out of that and I can't tell you which one's my favorite because I don't know, but I've been loving it. Jillian again, she has some really great stuff, but I really love organic, fresh, 
home cooked meals. And so like, I found a lot of those in there. That's what I love so far. Oh, that's good. Now, usually I ask people, if you could make a cookie for anyone, who would you make it for? But I'm going to ask you, if you could create a t-shirt for anybody, who would that be? Oh, gosh. <clears throat> Probably Ree Drummond. She's a cutie patootie. I love her. So she said something on one of the shows a while back, and she said, Naked cookies make me nervous. And I created a tea that said, naked cookies make me nervous. So we actually sold that on the website. That's um, yeah. awesome. And so I'd have to say that I already did create one for her. But I was like, naked cookies make everyone nervous. I think you just look at them, and you're like, all right, cookies, here we go. <laughs> that's, I didn't see that shirt. See, that that's hilarious. That would embarrass my boys if I wore that. So I need one. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my little saucy ones, a little fun ones. <laughs> and then lastly, if you could go on vacation anywhere, where would you want to go? I think I want to go to Spain. I want to go eat the food. I want to enjoy the sights and just soak in the sunshine there. I just think it it's probably just hits differently. Yes, I'd like to go there too. I haven't been there. It looks lot, lots of sunshine and fish and good food. And I oh, think yeah, I, love, and I it. love all of that. <laughs> yes. So tell me again where everybody can find you, your website, your Instagram. Yes. So we are on Instagram at the Domestic Cookie. We are on Facebook. We have a page, the Domestic Cookie. We also have a very special VIP group. It's the Domestic Cookie VIP. Everybody in that group is spoiled. So if you're not part of our VIP group, you need to get over there. And then we are also <laughs> at the domesticcookie.com. Don't you sometimes sell irregulars too? Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're not very irregular because I remember one time you were selling something. I thought, I can't even tell that there's anything wrong with that shirt. <laughs> Everybody says that. And I'm like, oh, that shirt is so bad. And they're like, what is wrong? And I'm like, just don't ask. I know it's yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like whenever we make cookies, you'll make a cookie and you'll be like, oh, this doesn't look very good. And somebody else will see it and say, it looks fantastic. Because yeah. We see all the imperfections. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for coming on and talking to me today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And I'll talk to you later. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Sugar Coated Dreams podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed today's chat and don't want to miss out on future episodes, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform. We release new episodes every Thursday. If you enjoyed the episode, please take a moment to rate and review it. It would mean so much to us. And remember to check out the cheerful box. It's the perfect companion to help you unlock your creativity and help make your baking dreams come true. You can find it at www.cheerfulcutters.com. So until next time, keep dreaming big and never underestimate the power of a little sugar and a whole lot of passion. I'm Lauren Jacobs, and this is the Sugar Coated Dreams Podcast.